0: Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to yet another episode of TV7 Editor's Note. I'm Jonathan Hassan, of course, and joining me once more here for yet uh, another uh, showing. Uh, our two uh, distinguished uh, guests uh, who I'm uh, um, privileged to call so friends. Uh, uh, Mr. Timo Soini, the former Foreign Minister of Finland.
1: Thank yeah. you for being Thank here for once more. Me. Indeed.
0: Yeah. And uh, Mr. John Byrd, uh, the former Foreign Minister of Canada. Great to be with you. It's great having you again. Of course, uh, we took the liberty uh, to pre-record these episodes uh, because of The Israel Friends Initiative that was led by Dr. Rafael Barrahi, a good friend of the program and the uh, channel, TV7 at large, uh, as well. Uh, And therefore, we thought it would be great to hear more from uh, their perspectives, from their experiences, and also from uh, the way we should act in order to make a difference for our societies, for our countries, and uh, really be champions. For those values and norms that we believe in, uh, of course, uh, uh, one of the key ingredients thereof is our Christian faith and, and my personal Christian faith. And therefore, uh, within this program, where we get the opportunity to voice uh, uh, pretty much uh, whatever comes to uh, mind on on this angle and also update all of you on the latest developments Um One of the important things, of course, is to start with prayer and to invite the Lord to uh, partake in this program. So if uh, you may join me as well. Thank you, Lord, for uh, this uh, great opportunity to have once again uh, uh, Mr. Barrett and Mr. Soyni here on the program. Lord, I pray that you'll guide and lead this conversation in accordance with your will that will truly impact the nations uh, for your name's sake. We give you all glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. I'd like to uh, start with you, Mr. Byrd, as you have been a champion for religious freedom in your country, something that it's currently lacking, unfortunately. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure.
2: I think one of the great gifts that Canada can give to the world is our own experience. Uh, Religious freedom is obviously tremendously important. Pluralism uh, would be the answer to probably half the world's problems where people of different faiths and backgrounds could live in peace and harmony. Uh, We look around the world, uh, so much religion is under attack, particularly Christianity, and for too long it wasn't uh, talked about enough uh, in countries like uh, Canada and the United States. So when I was foreign minister under Stephen Harper's leadership, uh, we started an office of religious freedom, uh, funded it to uh, support uh, grants and contributions, named Canada's first. Ambassador for religious freedom and really were outspoken in all parts of the world whether it was Roman Catholics facing uh, discrimination in uh, China uh, whether it was uh, Christians facing uh, d- uh, Discrimination in Turkey uh, and I could go on and on uh, and uh, that was a great success one of my jobs was to promote Canadian values and uh, you know religious freedom is such a is Such a key uh, value for a free society and we see it unfortunately even in developed economies, developed countries like Canada, uh, where people of faith are being marginalized, excluded, uh, being uh, dismissed. Uh, I was Minister of Social Services uh, when I was 30 years old in Ontario Province. And social services uh, are demonstrably uh, successful when you work with uh, faith-based communities, whether it be working with the Salvation Army, in a homeless shelter, uh, whether it's working with uh, a Catholic agency like St. Mary's Home or the Uville Centre, uh, Homes for Unwood Mothers, where these women can keep their babies, can get uh, their high school equivalency, can get training on how to be a parent, um, uh, been tremendously successful. The Jewish Children's Aid Society, the Catholic Children's Aid Society in Toronto are another uh, two examples. So we've got to embrace uh, different approaches uh, because uh, many of these uh, many of these agencies can be very, very successful. And I do see... Uh, I do see, uh, you know, really Christianity being under attack in uh, in a country like Canada, and frankly, uh, in countries uh, far too many places of the world. And it, all it takes for evil to succeed is for uh, good folks to do nothing. And uh, that's why we need to stand up uh,
0: and be counted. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Finland is not, unfortunately, and I say this really with a lot of sorrow in my heart. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one of my friends in Finland is your former colleague, Iivi uh, yeah. Rassan, and she was brought in front of a judge yeah. for saying what she believes in.
1: Yeah, that uh, that is outrageous and uh, and she was uh, quoting the St Paul's letter to Romans and uh, he was uh, she was taken in 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 the police station and uh, investigated uh, very thoroughly but it must have been an experience to the policeman because Paivis is a, is a real battler well and, 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 yeah. and, and, and she knows what she is. That she believes in, uh, but of course it's irritating that in the in the country, rule of law country like Finland, the, the chief prosecutor uh, demanded uh, the case to go to the court, because the police who investigated said that this is not uh, the case who will uh, go over the threshold to the k- criminal charges, but the chief prosecutor decided the other way. And this was uh, in, the, in the district court And it was uh, three judges, and it was 3-0, and Rasanen was cleared. But then the chief prosecutor uh, appealed to the next stage. And now we have general elections in April, and Mrs. Rasanen will be in court in next August. So this is outrageous, and this is happening in Finland, in Nordic countries.
0: and A and country which has a cross on its flag.
1: Cross on its flags like all the Nordic countries have. And this is something which is unbelievable, but we can, as, uh, and, uh, as John uh, stated, uh, the, it can uh, affect whoever, wherever, whenever. And this is totally unacceptable, and uh, Finland being a part of the European Union, there is now at last a nomination uh, for the ambassador of religious freedom after many years, but no resources given. Oh.
2: The saddest thing that happened to me on religious freedom is when uh, the liberals took power in Ottawa. They disbanded the, uh, the office of religious freedom uh, and canned the uh, ambassador. And is, is the world a better place for that? Absolutely not. And frankly, it's not just, uh, it's not just Christians. You look at the persecution the Baha'is face in yeah. uh, Iran. You look at uh, the persecution the Ahmadiyya Muslims uh, face. You look, frankly, at the uh, at the growing anti-Semitism we see around the world, uh, even in, uh, frankly, even in uh, Western countries. They should be deeply concerned. And we saw what happened uh, in the 20s and 30s in, uh, in Central Europe uh, with anti-Semitism. It's dangerous and uh, it leads to a lot of trouble. And we've seen Unfortunately, uh, the uh, instead of demonizing the individual Jew, they're demonizing the collective Jew. Uh, The state of Israel trying to make it uh, to delegitimize it uh, and trying to uh, trying to marginalize it Uh, And let me tell you Israel is the canary in the coal mine when it comes to uh, western civilization and uh, and freedom in this region Uh, I often say my grandfather who uh, was a great influence in my life The great struggles of his generation were fascism when he fought in World War two And then he stayed in the Canadian forces for 25 years after the war and he fought communism Well, the great struggle of our generation is terrorism and let's call it what it is: too often, Islamic, radical Islamic extremist uh, terrorism. And Israel is on the front lines. And it's not just uh, Hamas and Hezbollah, Iran. Uh, it's uh, Islamic Jihad. It's uh, it's other terrorist organizations. And uh, we've got to come collectively against it to uh, to fight it. And uh, we, uh, uh, we 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 fail to if we fail to take uh, take action, we do so at our own uh, at our own peril.
0: You know, one of the things that I do identify: I've lived here um, in Israel. I was born here. But I I lived here for many, many years, um, uh, beyond several years in Europe and the Netherlands. One of the key elements, this is a Jewish state, the nation state of the Jewish people. I lived here as a Christian, and I have never experienced uh, state-driven persecution in any way. It was, uh, if there were insults and and all kind of angles like that, it was a few individuals, rotten apples, that have been acting that way. Some organizations that may be uh, acting, but non-governmental in any nature. And therefore, when we look today towards Europe, which used to be, at least constitutionally so, very Christian. Of course, there are certain countries that have separation between uh, state and church, as well as in Canada and elsewhere. But... When you really look at the big picture, the the states who are driving the whole woke agenda, yeah seem to be targeting Christianity because that's the one thing that keeps going back to biological truths. Yeah, where creation that God had created, uh, that creation ultimately has brought about reality, which is what we see and what we feel and and how we experience everything. and now suddenly things are being, driven differently, and therefore a lot of attacks are being done against the church. To what degree do you see that in in Finland being a driving force?
1: I I think that it is uh, going to deteriorate, and and that is very worrying, because uh, Christian faith uh, was a big part in in many also state ceremonies, and when we start our parliamentary uh, term... There was a public uh, service and uh, in in the in the uh, Christmas time, there were jubileums in school and when there were schools out, there was some verses uh, uh, song and so forth. Now, the tendency is that keep Christianity out of public spare and if we look at the gospel it 's very public; you cannot, as a Christian. To just go to the church or to the certain house and say that we are gathering here and we are having fun here by ourselves and serving God here it's a public thing to do and and it is guaranteed by the uh, constitutional law of of the Finnish state religious freedom and it means you can uh, only believe but you can practice it and you can do it in public and it also secures not to participate. This not to participate is now the key force, but it is as uh, as forceful as as the other part. And and this is how they try to do it, because there are organizations, especially also hostile media, that you are ridiculous uh, to be a Christian uh, publicly. And and that is uh, the real challenge, to to plant the seeds of self-censorship to the Christian people, that if you are vocal on these issues, look at what happened to Rasanen. and not many people are ready, even if they are quite certain that it, in the court cases they will uh, win the case. But to be in tormented for many months, even many years, with also a significant economic risk, uh, you can be silenced. Well, and this is wrong.
2: And it's not. You know, uh, we did a lot of work with. Uh, Uh, Shaziz Bhatia in uh, Pakistan who was uh, brutally killed worked with his family uh, posthumously awarded him a religious freedom award Um, that's deeply troubling but I look at at even my own community my own country Uh, when I was uh, a senior minister in the government there was a mosque that was vandalized I immediately picked up the phone to talk to the imam and he was unavailable because another conservative counter-minister had already made his way there uh, to show support when the, his religion was attacked, we've seen in Canada some sixty-five plus churches who have been attacked and even set on fire, and the uh, the lack of response uh, from Ottawa has been truly startling. Uh, I'll tell you, if uh, if it was any other religion rather than a Christian religion, there would uh, uh, there would be a, like a, almost a national inquiry about what was going on, a, a national task force setting up to find out what's going on and, and what we could do to. Uh, Uh, To protect uh, this uh, these churches in this community, you know, I never thought that I would, you know, I visited uh, I visited uh, Cairo on two occasions and um, When the Muslim Brotherhood was in power, uh, the Coptic Christians weren't protected but when uh, President el-Sisi uh, was elected, I, I visited the, uh, the Coptic Pope uh, and there were actually military yeah. <laughs> light armored vehicles protecting uh, yeah, his, uh, his uh, yeah. church and, and head office. Uh, but in, and too often in Canada, we've just heard crickets when these churches have come under attack. And, and frankly, I'd be, ju- I, I'd be just as concerned no matter what religion, because I just have deep respect for people
0: of faith uh, and, for their, uh, and for their values. Indeed. Well, let's move to the, the topic of Israel. You, you both are here now in Jerusalem. Um, yeah. You're experiencing a lot of, uh, or sponging a lot of data about the situation, of course, much of which you've already been uh, exposed to in the past, but uh, the continuum thereof with uh, concrete intel is always a uh, good added value. Um, what do you feel right now is the, the one thing that struck you most?
1: I think uh, that it is uh, uh, very useful for me and for all of us to to gain and get uh, the information we have been uh, uh, given about this juridical system uh, reform. Because if you really uh, watch and uh, read and hear uh, this from national TV in in Finland, you didn't have a clue what is the the system... uh, what is uh, being carried out for decades. Uh, for example, that the three judges out of nine, nine uh, members of the whole panel who will, who will uh, nominate the, the, the people to the Supreme Court have practically a veto on that. Nobody has said that before. Now we know how the current machine is working. Now we don't really know what is the option but uh, we know that uh, that this uh, system is problematic in many senses and and it's up to israel to to decide but uh, the sentimentally in the europe and also in nordic countries they are talking that the government is planning a coup of the the juridical system and this is something which is going to destroy democracy and form anti-democracy. This is not the case, but this is really, really uh, dangerous in that many respects that when these uh, false facts are are in the public uh, uh, spare all the time people tend to think now the outcome of the uh, uh, election is something bad because the outcome of the election was in that sense clear that finally there is maybe a working majority for many years because this country has been going from elections to elections every second year
2: Mr. Okay. I support Israel, whether the uh, prime minister was uh, Shimon Peres, uh, Ehud Barak, or uh, or Bibi Netanyahu. Uh, just as I, I am uh, you know, pro-American and want to see the United States project its power and influence in the world, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, uh, but I, I, am, uh, I am deeply concerned about attempts to delegitimize Israel, particularly uh, in the West, particularly in Europe and in, uh, and in uh, North America. Uh, it's funny, um, uh, uh, both governments are taking harder lines on Israel in, in uh, recent years, but you're here in the Middle East, you've got not just a peace deal with the United Arab Emirates in Bahrain, for example, you've got a very warm... Peace, uh, where you see lots of uh, tourists from both countries visiting the other, uh, business people doing joint ventures, scientific collaboration, academic collaboration, collaboration on things like agriculture and farming, and particularly on uh, on high-tech, artificial intelligence, uh, cybersecurity, uh, so as uh, as the West is uh, is increasingly being vocal in their criticism of uh, of Israel, you're seeing uh, uh, you're seeing many of the uh, uh, Israel's uh, uh, Arab neighbors warming. I mean, even Saudi Arabia now allows LL flights to fly uh, over its uh, its airspace. And uh, I think there's, it's not uh, it's not unreasonable to be optimistic that uh, Saudi Arabia could join the um, the uh, the Abraham Accords. Uh, we've seen a significant amount of reform uh, going on in Saudi Arabia, and let's hope that. Uh, uh, that that can lead to uh, to more peace in the Middle East uh, where they can uh, help uh, each other live free and prosperous lives?
0: You know, Arab culture, uh, which I'm quite familiar with, um, there is a lot of... the uh, I, I want to give you respect, so I'm going to say no. No, 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 no. At some point, they will turn it to a yes. So regardless of what you hear in Arab culture, it is never a definitive no or a definitive yes, uh, you, there are other tells within this context and therefore when we're talking about Saudi Arabia, absolutely uh, When you look at the ground absolutely Saudi Arabia the kingdom uh Riyadh Hamad bin Salman who is very keen and has stated this also just last month that he is adamantly um, certain Without a reason of a doubt and he believes this uh, from the bottom of his heart that In the next five to ten years, the Middle East will turn into the next Europe. And he's talking about the Gulf, and he's talking, of course, about other areas, one of which uh, he refers to as also Israel. And this would uh, project a peace and prosperity that this region has never seen before. This is his vision. Okay. So... For him to proclaim such a vision without Israel, that's not viable. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and you know yeah. what we're seeing? We're seeing, um, you know, look at the
2: Emirati government. I mean, the Emirati government is not perfect, but I'll tell you, this world would be a, a heck of a better place if, uh, uh, that, those type of, uh, if its level of competence was co- around the world. Uh, they're very, very good people. They, I think one of the, the, one of the best governed people in the world. Uh, it's not necessarily pro-Israel, uh, you know, on the street, but the government is providing leadership. Uh, the government has a spine, and it's uh, working to, uh, to, uh, to demonstrate its population. Uh, what, a great, uh, what a great accomplishment it would be for the uh, Saudi leadership to, uh, to do the same thing. And what, uh, what we've got to do with the Friends of Israel initiative uh, is to, uh, is to uh, stiffen the spine uh, of uh, Western leaders to, uh, to step up to the plate and to, to support Israel on its toughest days. You know, this, uh, there, was a, there was a comparison in a Canadian media story uh, re- in recent weeks Um, Of the seven people that were killed by a terrorist in a synagogue and the IDF's uh, Responding going after the terrorists in Janine to compare uh, Those two I found was an abomination and my own government my own former department actually uh, Put a tweet out comparing that which was uh, I thought frankly uh, frankly disgraceful This moral relativism is a cancer on our political discourse Mm
0: -hmm. just to think that out of the nine actually ten were killed one happened to be unfortunately a civilian that was in the area and and got killed by the way not by israeli bullets according to the investigation and forensics uh, the nine others including a senior member of the pij the palestinian islamic jihad are all members of this organization which is funded trained and equipped by the islamic republic of iran that mm-hmm. same country which the government of canada and Finland and other countries in the world have sanctioned on multiple occasions. Uh, it seems that the moment they're playing in a different theater, it's okay, so long as it's not yeah. in Russia. Yeah, that's double
1: standards, and it's 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 really it's it's really appalling. Uh, but like uh, John said, uh, Emirates, uh, Bahrain, and also Saudi Arabia have uh, now taken the different grip on the area, and uh, this is promising. We even heard the stories and uh, uh, plans that there may be railways uh, uh, built, maybe pipelines built uh, to to, uh, seek the Mediterranean, maybe the significance of the Horm stream could be avoided in some days and so forth. These are quite big stories, and and, uh, you must... Bring prosperity to the people rank and file people that they say and they see that this is actually going to be good for us and and, uh, and when people are going to notice that that it doesn 't uh, raise my standard of living if i 'm promoting hatred, but if i 'm promoting peace and, and, and commerce and security i 'm also benefiting economically my children are going to have a future and my parents can be taken care of.
2: This is magnificent. I totally agree with you. And you look at at the the poverty uh, and the corruption we see in Iran because of the mullahs and because of the uh, IRGC. Uh, The money that has been funneled out of uh, Tehran To support Hamas and Hezbollah and other terrorist organizations, the incompetence of the government, the money that has been uh, given to the IRGC uh, for the nuclear program. Uh, When a free and free, when a fair and free uh, uh, Iran elects a new government following the collapse of this uh, of this regime uh, We'll see more more peace and more prosperity for the Iranian
0: people and people throughout the region. We have roughly four minutes left uh, for this program today and I'd like to hear something uh, more of a uh, or. Foreign policy nature, okay. Both of you yeah. served your respective countries in the yeah. capacity of top diplomats, foreign ministers.
1: Yeah, yeah if you? I can start, of course, Please. I'm I'm madly worried about uh, the war in Ukraine and uh, Russian invasion and in, in illegal attack. Uh, this is, of course, uh, as a fin which we have 1,300 kilometers border with Russia. It's it's a, a matter of life and death issue. And I hope that Europe uh, and, and especially United States, UK and Canada as well to be very, very uh, rough on that issue that uh, this is intolerable and we shouldn't, shouldn't uh, let this happening. There is, I understand, a risk of escalation, but uh, if we are not acting now, not, not stopping it now, in due course of time, the risk will materialize and it will be even worse. This is how the pattern also has worked here in the Middle East. This is the pattern, uh, how it will works also in the Europe. And what comes to Iran, if you don't stop them now, then there will be a spillover of the nuclear weapons to Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Wherever.
2: The whole thought that uh, that a, a, a world leader in Europe could try to change the, the boundaries uh, of Europe through force in this century, in this millennia, is abhorrent to everything we stand for. Uh, have we learned nothing from what happened in the middle of the, uh, of the last century? That's why uh, Canadians strongly support strong action to confront Putin. But I'll say this, um, we really are uh, Western democracies, whether it's Canada, Finland, especially the United States, the EU, we are fighting with one hand tied behind our back because Russia has nuclear weapons. And do we want to be in a position uh, when, uh, that Iran would someday uh, uh, have, uh, have the edge with nuclear weapons? Do we really, you know, I think most Western democracies have seeked nuclear containment. Uh, do we really want a new nuclear arms race in, uh, in the Middle East? If Iran gets them, it's only a matter of time Saudi Arabia will feel they need to to protect themselves. United uh, Arab Emirates, uh, Turkey, uh, Egypt, when it gets back on its feet. So uh, let's uh, let's stop fighting fires and start taking the matches away. (sighs) We must confront. Uh, yeah. Iran and, uh, and there's just another one more reason to do it with its material support to, to Putin's war on the Ukrainian people. Uh, this is uh, the mullahs and the IRGC have blood on their hands. And frankly, it's not just there. Look at the look at the the, the, the murders that they committed in um, in Syria. Uh, Their support of terrorism in Iraq, uh, their support uh, uh, to the uprising in uh, in Yemen, uh, uh, it's 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 really appalling, and I think it's in the international community's best interest to confront this evil before uh, before they uh, they uh, weaponize their nuclear program.
0: What would you recommend to people in Canada? To do uh, in order to make that difference.
2: I think to make it very clear to your elected representatives. We must confront this evil um, We must be strong and resolute uh, And there has to be a credible uh, a Credible threat of military force to, uh, to take out the nuclear program to get them to take a different course uh, We don't want to contain Iran for a period of time on its nuclear program. We want to uh, uh, to, uh, to defeat it and uh, and there's, a, there's going to be a very bright future uh, for the people of Iran when they uh, get rid of the mullahs and they get rid of the uh, uh, the IRGC. Uh, that's not through mil- outside military force; it's through the action on the
0: street, particularly led by women uh, and will. students. Indeed, Mr. S- uh, Soini, one sentence
1: yeah, recommendation I, I, to uh, yeah, the Finnish people that uh, be tough on your leaders, speak aloud what you want, what you support, and what you don't want. Mm -hmm. And then demand that your elected leaders delivers the will of the people.
0: Well, this is all the time that we have for today. Uh, Thank you so very much, John Bird. uh, Timo Soini for being part of Editor's Note. It's uh, a so pleasure much. indeed and looking forward to uh, your future appearances here on the programs as well. Okay. Uh, and I'd like also to thank all of you at home and uh, uh, God willing, until next week uh, for yet another episode of Editor's Note. Until then, Shalom.